Imogen is texting. Oh, no, I've got the um, Instagram up oh, there you do? on my phone. Oh, no. I was just scrolling through. So uh, we asked you yesterday to tell us who your dream dinner party guest would be, alive or dead. Who was yours again, Emma? Oh, it was Taylor Swift, that's right. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> no, 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 it actually was, that wasn't it? It was, it was Taylor Swift. And yours was Vigo Morton- Vigo Mortensen. Mortensen. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, you, our lovely listeners, sent us your faves or wish list. We've got Steve Irwin. From Polly. Great shout. Great shout. Jayesh, uh, Barack Obama, another great shout. Another great shout, yeah. Oprah in the mix. It's from our boss, Nadia. <laughs> I wasn't going <laughs> to say it. And it's very on brand for Nadia. <laughs> uh, yeah. But another one was Rick Rubin. Oh, Rick Rubin. Who I didn't know of yeah. until you informed me. The recall producer, Rick Rubin. Yeah. Yeah. So, it would be a good know. time, yeah. I think all of them together would be a great time That'd as well. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Who do we get in touch with to arrange that? Actually, don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, kia ora, this is News I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. What on earth is a Zempic, and why are people using the diabetes drug for weight loss? Should we extend our parliamentary terms from three years to four? We'll talk the pros and cons. It's looking like New Zealanders bloody love Barbie, and that is the doll, not the barbecue, although I do know we all very much enjoy a barbecue. Plus, we're also going to reveal those AI-generated recipes that we'll be cooking and eating. All that's coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Well, it's the magical injection, there's a phrase for you, believed to be behind changing bodies everywhere, particularly in Hollywood. In fact, Amy Schumer has called out her fellow famous people for saying they are making healthy choices when they are, in fact, simply taking an injection. Everybody lying, everyone's like, a smaller portion, like, shut the <laughs> Right. You're on Ozempic or one of those things. Or Wagovi or yeah, whatever. Yeah, or you yes. got work done, like, just, just stop. It's called Ozempic, and chances are you've heard about it, but you might be a little light on the details. So here to explain more is Rosemary Hall, an endocrinologist and also the president of the Society for the Studies of Diabetes here in New Zealand. Kia ora, Rosemary. Oh, kia ora. First of all, tell us what Ozempic is, what does it do, and what is it meant for? So it's a it's a it's a medication that's used for both diabetes and for weight loss. Um, and how it's been used in the situations that you've been describing is, is specifically for weight loss. The way it works is that it is essentially very similar to a hormone that we produce in our own bodies, in our gastrointestinal tract, in response to eating. So normally when we eat, um, we produce this hormone. It sends messages up to our brain to tell us when we're full and when to stop eating. It also changes the way that we empty our stomachs, so it changes the, the time taken to empty your stomach. And also, importantly, it stimulates your um, pancreas to produce insulin in response to the food in our blood system, so the, so the glucose particularly in our blood system. That last one is why it's very useful for people with diabetes because it helps to manage blood sugar levels, which is obviously the critical factor in diabetes. But when we're thinking about weight loss, it's effect on our brain and effect on the the, the mechanisms in our brain that control satiety, uh, which is the, the feeling of fullness, that is the critical thing for, for, for its use and its effectiveness in helping people to lose weight. 
So are you saying it is okay to use this um, as a tool for losing weight? Because I understand it was invented as a diabetes medication, right? And it kinda, it's kind of like, well, this is invented as a diabetes medication, but I'm going to use it to lose weight. It feels like things could go wrong there, but sure. you're pretty relaxed about it? Yeah, so I guess there's two, there's two things. Um, it was initially uh, yeah, identified as a, um, a diabetes uh, medication, but its main side effect, I guess, when it was used for diabetes was weight loss. And so clearly people are going to say, well, you know, this is a really useful tool for weight loss by itself, as well as in combination for its use with diabetes. And and yes, you know, excess weight is a significant medical condition. And what we know is that if you can lo- lose 5 or 10% of your body weight, you can improve your, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your diabetes risk, your risk of um, requiring intervention for osteoarthritis, you know, mo- your cholesterol. Multiple medical conditions can be improved by small amounts of weight loss. So of itself, absolutely, I'm very happy for people who are requiring some assistance with losing weight to be taking a medication to help them to do that. And is that the key The key idea here? If it is being used for weight loss, it's in those required circumstances. It shouldn't be anyone and everyone wanting to look good for summer in inverted commas. A- absolutely. And that's that's where the trick, that's where the difficulty has been really, um, is that of course, as soon as you get any kind of medication that helps with weight loss, it'll be used by people who really don't need it or worse, actually are trying to make themselves far too thin. Mm. I mean, that's a problem, you know, and it's a real problem within the the sort of the eating disorder world. Rosemary Hall, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You might think elections are the time to have your say about all things political, but right now you could be having your say on elections. Yeah, consultation is open right now on a raft of changes to the proposed changes to the way we do democracy here in Aotearoa. And one of the big changes on the agenda is whether we make the parliamentary terms longer, putting four years between elections instead of three. Grant Duncan is an associate professor at Massey University and he's with us now. Kia ora to you. Kia ora, guys. Let's get straight into it. What are the arguments in favour of extending the term? Well, it's about pragmatism, really, and I think New Zealanders like to be pragmatic. And the issue really is less wasted time in Parliament and just getting more done. So an election causes before and after, I mean, you could say roughly, this is possibly a little bit of an exaggeration, but roughly a year's downtime as governments slow down with an election coming and then it takes them time to get up and running again, especially if there's a change of government and the public service has to rearrange everything it's doing and so forth. So if we say as a sort of rough ballpark figure that there's more or less close to a a year's downtime per election, well, we can reduce that downtime from a third to a quarter in simple mathematical terms If we increase the parliamentary term from three years to four years, the term of parliament, uh, be it three years or four, is a matter either for a 75% majority in the House or 50% plus in a referendum. What are the arguments then against uh, extending government terms? Well, it's basically about accountability. So uh, people like the idea of having the electoral veto on a government that is not pleasing them. And um, they like to be able to hold governments to account that way. And they like to be able to do it regularly. 
four years is still regularly, but three years is more regular. Seriously, though, people, I think, are distrustful of government. They want to be able to hold them to account more frequently. And also, I think there is the argument that in our unwritten constitution, without an upper house and and other checks and balances like that, maybe we need that return to the people for accountability on a more frequent basis. You know, there's arguments both ways. Strong arguments as well, right? Yes, Grant, you mentioned before that uh, in order to get this over the line, you'd need a 75% majority in the House or it would need to go to referendum. Presumably it would have to go to referendum, right? Like there's too much self-interest in in parliamentarians um, voting on this, you'd think? Well, another way of looking at it is that the parliamentarians are too chicken to do it because they know that immediately there's going to be a public backlash. Why isn't this going to a referendum? And then what would happen, I would fairly safely predict is that if it went to a referendum, that referendum will fail. Well, it's failed twice before, isn't it? Exactly. Two-thirds twice before have said no. And I, I'm i inclined to think that it would fail again. And part of it is that, you know, we've learned from the recent past that you should really only have a referendum if you really need one. And you can tell that there is a groundswell of opinion to decide some matter when governments kind of on a sort of speculative basis go out to a referendum and say, hey, guys, would you like to try this? It tends to invoke a lot of uh, distrust and cynicism. And under those circumstances, the easy option is for people to say, nah, don't like it. Let's vote against it. There must be, you know, there must be some self-interested reason. And so the irony is, is that whilst there's probably, if you really drill down, there's probably potential for a 75% majority to get it through in the House. They won't do that. So the only other option is a referendum, which would fail anyway. <laughs> I guess there's the thing, is People don't like change and they really don't like politicians. And uh, <laughs> right. bringing those two things together, holy moly. Yeah. Well, exactly. So I can just see people saying, well, they want to keep their snouts in the trough for longer. And I don't like the idea, which I think is unfair, but people say unfair things like that. And that's unfortunately how a lot of public opinion is shaped. Grant Duncan, thank you so much for your time. And if you do want to have a say on this topic, you can hop online at electoralreview.govt.nz. If you can't be bothered typing that in or if you've stopped listening to me at this point, we'll also chuck the link into our daily newsletter and you can sign up to that if you'd like it at newsable.co.nz. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You'll also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. It's winter, so if you need an injection of colour and life and fabulousness, the Barbie movie is coming to town. Hey Barbie, can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. Yeah, it's coming out next month, uh, and I am very excited about this, but uh, it turns out that we here in Aotearoa, we're already getting into Barbie fever. Uh, Trade Me searches for all things Barbie are surging, and Trade Me's Millie Sylvester is here now. Kia ora. Kia ora. Are you a Barbie stan, Millie? 
I am actually myself. I'm all set, ready to go to see the movie. Right. Do you get the inside track on, on things on Trade Me by virtue of working there or does it not work like that? Um, sadly, it doesn't really work like that. I wish. <laughs> uh, so talk to us about these searches. What are people looking for? Yes, we've seen Barbie fans searching for kind of all things nostalgic Barbie. So we've seen lots of searches for vintage Barbie, Barbie camper van, and then Barbie fans are even trying to kind of get their foot on the property ladder with the classic Barbie dream home. Ah, yes, it is a childhood favourite. It's bleak, isn't it? Yeah, there's one way to get on the property ladder, I suppose. Um, just how much of a bump has there been, Millie? Has it sort of taken you aback, the stats of it? It has taken us back and we've sort of seen it steadily trend upward since November. So obviously, you know, there's been lots of sort of trailers and sneak peeks dropping or, you know, backstage footage that we've seen since then. Um, And now in the past two weeks, we've seen 3,000 searches for Barbie. That's crazy. I mean, I, I, I love Barbie. I'm excited to see the movie. The trailer got me jazzed, but it didn't send me... To, to, to aid me to find some bits and pieces. One thing that would stop me though is some of the memorabilia here is very pricey. Talk to us about some of the some of the the cash people are asking for their Barbies. Yeah, jaw dropping to be honest with you. So when they were celebrating Queen Elizabeth II's platinum jubilee, Barbie actually released a signature doll. Now in the UK, this sold out in three seconds online. What? So oh not surprisingly, we very quickly <laughs> then saw these dolls pop up on Trade Me. So in September, one actually sold for $705. And there's one up right now with a buy now of 510 So, you know, like if you're really clever with Barbie dolls and, you know, holding on to them for a long time, or, you know, if they're perfectly still in their packaging, you could be in to make a few bucks. Wow. I'm looking at the page now, Millie. Yeah. It's an absolute wonderland. Um, Kate and William wedding Barbie. That's gone um, for $495. Um, a mermaid enchantress fantasy doll Barbie uh, that's going for 450 This is just magnificent. What an absolute treasure. You could spend all day looking at these. You really could. So at the moment, there's about 12,000 Barbie listings on site, but we've seen that increase massively because I think some clever Kiwi have realised Barbie movies coming out. There might be some Kiwi feeling a little bit nostalgic for Barbie. So we've seen a 169% increase in listings um, when compared with last year. So, yeah, you could definitely make make a pretty penny. Millie Sylvester, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you what, the Barbie movie, I was not, I was very dubious at the beginning, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, why does that not surprise me at all? I'm really looking, <laughs> I, it looks really good. It, it looks, looks so good. <laughs> and I've thought that since the first inkling yeah. of a movie was You're coming out. You were a true out. believer from I the start. I am, and forever yeah. will be a Barbie true believer. Pink dresses, dolls. Yes, the pastel colours. Yeah, oh. Ryan Gosling in fluorescent tights. Eyeballs inject. Margot Robbie, full stop. Hello. Um, <laughs> anyway, that movie is out on July the twentieth. Mo and I will try to get <laughs> preview seats to it. Surely, Maybe review it on the show. Make it happen. Imagine if we did like a live react in yeah. the movie theatre. Like, Leave that with us. Part. This is yeah. another great part. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Just I can hear it now. That is the content that people want. Uh, what else have we got to tell you before we go? Oh, yeah, we're going to be making our, um, our AI-generated recipes tomorrow. This is from a segment that we did last week. Pack and Save's AI recipe generator generated some recipes oh, for us. Well, no, no, they didn't didn't generate them for us. We asked. Yes, no, that's right. I stupidly suggested we asked. Yeah. 
Uh, so we've got some scent in. What are you, what are you going to be making? I'm going to be making a beetroot and carrot salad with mint dressing, which sounds fine. Sounds delicious. Yeah, but how it, did you it, end up with that one? Well, it includes milk and tomato sauce, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, the title really uh, buries the lead there. What have you got? A Mediterranean inspired pasta salad. Olive. A cup, a full cup. A full <laughs> That sounds like it could get quite expensive, actually. I need to go buy all these ingredients. And then I'm going to be left with all these. Ay, ay, ay. I'm going to be living off this meal, I believe, because I'm going to have all of these things in my pantry and yeah. my fridge. Yeah. But anyway, that's tomorrow's episode. For now, this has been usable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Remember, you can follow us on social media. It's not just for polls and tormenting us with recipes. Uh, you get to stay up to date on new episodes and get some behind-the-scenes content and all things newsable. You can find us on Insta and TikTok. Just search up at NZ. And remember to follow us on your favourite podcast player to make sure you get fresh episodes of Newsable right on your phone, just automatically. As soon as you open your podcast app, boom, there we are. Magic. Have a good day. Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz support.